0: Four or five years ago I was asked to say Mass at the Handmaids in New Orleans. The Handmaids are a religious order. And that weekend they were having a discernment retreat for young women interested in possibly joining their order. For some odd reason, maybe the Holy Spirit, in my homily I said it's easier for God to clothesline you if you are moving. Uh, if you don't know what this means, this means you suddenly stick out your arm, surprising the person to knock them off of their feet. Um, I kind of know what I'm talking about since as a kid we used to terrorize our neighborhood and that was a real problem. It's running into people's clotheslines in the backyard. I've known men who have thought about the priesthood for years but I've never spent any time in the seminary. I also talked to guys who are happily married, amazing wife, great kids, and yet they will say that they sometimes wondered if they were called to be a priest that they never took the time to fully discern. Now before I went to seminary, and um, I had heard stories like this, and I was like, I don't want to do that to my wife. I want to know. She deserves to know that I know for sure that I'm called to marriage. And so that was part of my plan when I went to seminary. I was like, I'll go put in my time, appease God. I get kicked out in three months, great. I'll move on with my life, marry an amazing woman, have kids grow old and die. Another analogy I thought of as I was preparing for this homily was that of the little matchbox cars I played with as a kid, as a boy. You can buy tracks to run your cars down, and they even have curved pieces so the uh, cars would go around the turn. Now the car's wheels don't turn, but they basically turn by running into, I suppose, the outer edge of the track so again the car turns or changes direction only by moving forward down the track now i'm the one who constantly is writing myself and others that we are human beings and not human doings our worth our identity comes from who we are as sons and daughters of god the father it does not come from what we do how much we accomplish and yes and yes Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 and 9 says that we are saved by grace through faith and not by works so that no man can boast but verse 10, that would be the verse right after 9 says that we are saved by grace through faith so that we can do the good works that God has predestined us to do so yes our identity, our work does not come from what we do saving grace is the gift of God it is not based on what we do Although that what we do can grow it or diminish it or even kill it. However, if we do as Father Mike Schmidt says, if we spend time in prayer each day, especially from the Blessed Sacrament, if we have the opportunity, if we go to confession on a regular basis, if we go to Mass, and if we're striving to live a life of virtue, then we will be able to discern and hear what God wants us to do when God does tell us what to do. And when we hear what God wants us to do, we need to spring into action. Before the first reading begins, Naaman, a commander of the Syrian army, ends up at the doorstep of the prophet Elisha, wanting to be cured of leprosy. When Elisha tells Naaman to plunge into the Jordan River seven times, he refuses. He deems that the Jordan River in Israel is inferior to the rivers in Syria. Finally, Naaman's servants convinced him to follow Elisha's instructions. After the seventh plunge, Naaman's skin is cured of leprosy. The Bible says Naaman's skin was like that of a little child. Naaman had to plunge into the water six times with little or no results. He had to trust the process enough to continue plunging into the Jordan River. In order for the healing to work, he had to continue the process all the way to the end. Now, Naaman is so thankful of being cured of leprosy that he offers Elisha gifts, which Elisha refuses to take. Now, in biblical times, gods were often associated with a particular nation, people, or geographical area. So Naaman, because of his miraculous healing, now believes in the one true God. So he takes two mule loads of earth, dirt from Israel, to help him continue to worship the God of Israel the same God we worship today, in, in Jesus Christ. In the Gospel, Jesus is traveling from Galilee in the north of Israel to Jerusalem in the south of Israel. The most direct route is through Samaria. However, most Jews hated the non-pure Jews that lived in Samaria, so they would take a long route around Samaria. But not Jesus, though. Jesus travels right through Samaria. Now, 2,000 years ago, leprosy was a highly contagious and often deadly disease. So those who had been deemed sick with leprosy were made to live outside the city walls, exposed to the elements and the evil men. So, Jesus is approaching the village, still out in the country, when ten lepers call from afar, Jesus' master, have pity on us. Jesus responds not by healing them on the spot, but by saying Go show yourselves to the priests. In the Old Testament law, it was a priest who played doctor. It was a priest's role to determine if a person had been cured of leprosy and could be allowed to rejoin society, to be allowed into this city. St. Luke records, as they were going, they were cleansed. So they were not healed when they started out to find the priests. It was only after they, in faith in Jesus' command, I started the journey to the priest that they were healed they were in motion doing what Jesus had commanded them to do it was then that they were healed when they set out to find the priest they had to trust that they would be healed before they got there I mean, it would have been embarrassing to arrive front of the priests and still have leprosy now the event continues 1 of the 10 when realizing he had been healed along this journey to show themselves to the priests He returns to Jesus and thanks him. Jesus then gives this one former leper a gift the other nine did not receive. Jesus tells him, your faith has saved you. The other nine received physical healing. The one received not just physical healing, but spiritual healing as well. St. Paul in his second letter to Timothy says, if we die with Christ, we will live with Christ. If we live with Christ, if we persevere with Christ, we will do god's work in the world both damon and the ten lepers were healed by doing what god told them to do if we want to be healed of sin and vice in our lives we need to do what god asks of us baseline again that means going to mass every sunday or i suppose saturday evening going to uh confession at least once a year receiving the Eucharist on a regular basis and spending time and meditative prayer every day and if possible, in front of the Blessed Sacrament. However, God also often asks particular things of us. These instructions often come to us in prayer, or they can t- come to us as a nudge in the moment. You now go help that person, or invite this person to something. Through much prayer and discernment to my junior year of college, I discerned I was called to get a job in my field of computer engineering. When I was working at Mayo, I continued to pray, I got a spiritual director, I continued to search God's direction for my life. Again, after much prayer and discernment, I finally felt called to go to seminary. Again, God can clothesline us, can redirect us a lot easier if we are already moving, moving in our relationship with God, with Jesus. So move towards a deeper relationship with God. Discern as best you can in the moment what God wants you to do, and do it. If God wants you to go in a different direction, He'll let you know. But it's much easier for God to redirect you if you are already moving, already doing what He wants you to do. Now, this homily is not an endorsement to God and clothesline people. It's an endorsement to pray, discern, go to Mass, go to confession. And follow God's will for your life. I can promise you, following God's will for your life is the best life.